Hello and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I am your host John and this week we are continuing our look at Batman No Man's Land. This episode we're covering we're covering Azrael Agent of the Bat 51, Legends of the Dark Knight 116, Batman Shadow of the Bat 84 and Batman 564. Asriel, Agent of the Bat 51, features art by Roger Robinson and is written by Dennis O'Neill. Whilst Legends of the Dark Knight, Batman Shadow of the Bat and Batman are written by Demo Grayson and feature art by Dale Eaglesham. Now, last episode, I was full of praise for the first four issues of Batman No Man's Land. Am I going to feel the same about these issues? Let's find out as we dig into Batman No Man's Land Part 2. Gotham City is gone. There's no such thing as the GCPD from here on out. But we're still police. And we're still here. So it's up to us now to make it work. It's up to us alone to keep what we have, what we value, safe. No man's land won't last. You know it. I know it. Eventually, Washington will come to its senses. Eventually, those bridges will be rebuilt. We open with Azrael standing about and contacting a sheriff when he is attacked by the people he has just rescued. However, he manages to talk them down and prevent the attack. Azrael is continuing his search for a man called Laid, who has information on Nick Scrat. He finds Laid in an old church, and Laid tells him that Nick Scrat has a secret getaway cabin at Dixon Lake by Bloodhaven. As Azrael leaves, he is confronted by three of Nick Scratch's gang members. But before the fight can start, Azrael is hit by a lightning bolt. This restores his power, and he beats up the three gang members. He then heads to Scratch's hideaway. However, Nick Scratch is not there, and he's left a note for Azrael saying that he will see him in Gotham. Legends of the Dark Knight 1-6 opens up with Batman spraying his symbol onto a wall. It then moves to Scarecrow, watching some cold people burning books. However, they will not burn one book which Scarecrow discovers is the Bible. It then moves to two goons who are beaten up by Huntress after attacking an old lady. It then cuts to some gang members who break into a police station. They head to the morgue and extract some bullets from the bodies, planning to re-smelt them and create new ones. Batman intercepts one of them and interrogates him, discovering the plan. While this is happening, Huntress visits a refugee centre. She discovers a scarecrow at the centre and attacks him. However, she is pulled off Scarecrow and told that she doesn't know what has happened to Scarecrow and that he is repentant. We then cut to the head of the refugee centre, Father Chris, discovering rats have eaten the food supplies. In desperation, he turns to Penguin, who tells him that he will have to hold guns for him in the centre in return for food. We then move to part of Black Mask's old gang, who we met earlier, breaking into one of Penguin's weapon stores when they are attacked by Batman and a new mysterious Batgirl. However, it goes wrong and the false faces escape. Whilst this is happening, Father Chris has agreed to Penguin's demands. Scarecrow interrogates Father Chris, asking if it was scary talking to Penguin. It then moves to Huntress, telling the gang to stay away from Mickey, false facer who is now at the refugee centre. While Scarecrow tells Mickey he needs to ask for protection from his old gang on behalf of Father Chris. Mickey believes Scarecrow and heads to his old gang with a weapon staff. 
However, he is shot by them and left to die. We then cut to Huntress, who has brought Mickey in, and she argues with Father Chris over whether God will help them or not. She storms off to look for supplies. Whilst this is happening, the Scarecrow tries to create fear in the centre, saying that they are doomed. Huntress goes to Batman to ask for help to get Mickey across town. Batman agrees and takes him to Leslie Thompson, who is running a medical clinic. Leslie helps Mickey stabilising him, and Leslie and Bruce reconcile their differences. After this, we then cut to Batman, who visits the Penguin. He threatens Oswald Cobblepot to tell him where the weapons are, which Penguin does, and Batman heads to the refugee centre. At the same time, Scarecrow encourages the False Faces to attack the centre for weapons. Huntress then discovers the weapons that Father Chris has stashed just as the False Faces arrive. Once the False Faces have arrived, Scarecrow encourages the people in the refugee centre to use the weapons against the gang, whilst Father Chris goes out to try to talk to them. And the issue ends with Scarecrow encouraging them all to go outside and fight to the death. So overall, I thought the storyline was actually quite good. There were some actions that didn't make sense, such as Scarecrow's actions. This is Gotham in... It's been cut off, it's isolated. Surely there must be plenty of fear going round. Does Scarecrow really need to create an atmosphere of fear? However, I didn't think it was that far stretched from the fact that he probably would because he wants to create as much fear as possible so creating a little bit more isn't that much of a leap i thought as real the issue felt a little bit like filler nothing really happens except as sort of regaining his powers which he'd lost because he'd managed to lose the suit in a fire which happens in one of the Asriel comics that we haven't covered on this series. I didn't really think that much happened and it doesn't really further the Nick Scratch storyline at all. I did however think that the art was really really good especially in the last three issues. I thought the a lot of the characters looked very well drawn. It wasn't too line heavy but it was much more realistic than the art in the Azrael series. Thought compared to that it looked a lot better. Gotham looked much more damaged and ruined. People looked diseased, distressed and I felt that the artwork really gave an overall feel of that these people were desperate, they were down and out and they were having to turn to other people. I thought Batman was drawn very well throughout, he looked really really good. There were some odd moments with his cape, it seemed to have a life of his own. I wasn't too sure how big it was because there are periods where he's wrapped in his cape, there are periods when it appears too short and I did think that whilst a minor niggle was a little bit irritating at times. But other than that, I have absolutely no complaints. I thought these issues were good. They're not outstanding. I mean, I think the writing has some slight issues. As I said, there's sort of filler and some of the actions are questionable. But it doesn't really mar my enjoyment overall of it. So I'm going to give this 3 out of 5 Batracks. It's a nice, easy, on the eye filler set of issues. So that was my thoughts on Batman No Man's Land Part 2. Next episode, we are covering Detective Comics 731, Asriel, Agent of the Bat 52, Legends of the Dark Knight 117, and Shadow of the Bat 85.
that's it for this episode. Thank you once again for listening, and now I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys. Mm-hmm.